Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 91. We have a really exciting announcement that I want to share before we head into our interview, and that is we now have a voicemail call-in line. So it's a way that you guys can call in, leave a message for us, and we'll be able to pull those and play those on future episodes of Detour to Neverland. So you can be part of the show, and that is so exciting for us. So each week we're going to ask different questions. We might ask some fast pass around questions. We might ask silly ones. We'll see where it takes us. But for the first week, we're going to keep it simple. Just call in, tell us your name, where you're listening, and if you have any Instagram or Facebook or Twitter handles that you want to shout out and give people the chance to connect with you within the community, you can do that as well. So the number to do this is 615, that's a Nashville area code if you're interested, 2006048. Again, that's 615 for the record, I wanted it to be a Walt Disney World area code, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Catherine was a party pooper, and she didn't like that idea. So let me know if you wish that it was Walt Disney World area code. Um, but all you have to do is call in, leave your short message, and we will play those in an upcoming episode. So without further ado, our interview today is with Zainab. You you probably know better as adventures and thingamabobs on instagram you can also find her blog at zsadventureblog.com and today i think our theme and you'll hear it shortly is all about embracing your identity not chasing trends embracing kind of what your interest in is and connecting and letting that shine through online so without further ado here's our interview with zainab Okay, and thank you guys for having me. Um, so, yep, like you said, I'm Zainab, and um, my Instagram's Adventures and Thingamabobs, and then uh, my blog is zsadventureblog.com, um, and those are basically my main my main two outlets of um, social media. Yeah, so before we jump into the Instagram and the blog, we yes. want to know just about your life outside of Disney. Okay. Um, well, I am a first grade teacher. Um, I'm born and raised in Florida. Um, a military spouse now. So I've, I left Florida in 2014 and, uh, live here in Washington, uh, transitioned from Washington, from Oklahoma to Washington. Um, I have two dogs and I'm married. Uh, that's, that's basically it. Good deal. So <laughs> what are your dog's names? We we always like to know that for fellow dog owners. Okay. Um I well, they are Rhaegar and Rayla. <laughs> so for anybody out there that um are huge Game of Thrones fans, um we started watching this like basically when we started college or when I think we were already in college and then we got our dogs four years ago. Um, and we love those names and they're kind of, um, you really don't know those names unless you read those, the books more. They don't mention it in the shows too much. Um, so we, yeah, that's Rhaegar and Rula. Fun. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And 
this is probably going to sound so bad and it's probably going to be cringy, but I didn't know who it was a book first. Oh, no, what? Catherine. I know. <laughs> I must live under a rock, but I just learned no. something new today. Yeah, I, I honestly like came into it watching the show. My husband was watching it one day, you know, after school and um, loved it. And then I really didn't know much about it being a book either. Um, and I've really honestly only listened to half, like less than half of the first book on tape as it is or whatever podcast. I don't know what you call them. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's it's ridiculous. They're long and uh, and full of so much more detail. Mm. See, I don't think sixth graders read those books, so I just didn't know. I just didn't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I am blown away by by the things that kids do read. That I... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, good deal. So I think it's great to kind of lay a good foundation and learn about what is your Disney story, kind of how did you develop this passion and love for Disney that's grown over time? Yeah, um, so just kind of jumping into it, uh, like I said, I was born and raised in Florida, and my family's actually um, been there since the early 50s, maybe late 40s, um, and I, I I have the video somewhere, and I've been trying to dig it up, but then I forget to get it, is um, the first time Walt Disney World opened, and my family went there, um, and it's just kind of been everything like all my Christmas presents and birthday presents and movies was just Disney, Disney, Disney. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it. And I really actually didn't go to Disney world until 1996, I believe. Um, cause we lived in Miami in the, um, in the beginning of my life. <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, we, we came out here and to Disney world and that was my first experience. So was there ever like a moment like in teenage years or in young adulthood where Disney kind of wasn't as cool anymore? Has it kind of been a steadfast thing all the way through? No, it was definitely a steadfast thing. Um, uh, It's just kind of ingrained in you, I guess, if you... So I lived in Orlando, actually, for the most part of my life since 2001, um, and I even remember like the day that Disney came to our high school, set up their booth and they used to have this uh, thing called the HIT program, which is the high school internship program. And, uh, it was so mad. I didn't do it. I was in the IB program, which is the international baccalaureate and, uh, don't do it kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waste of your time. Uh, if you do anything, do the dual enrollment program, but you know, I was just so focused on studying and, uh, like hindsight, you know, they say don't have regrets and blah, blah, blah. But like, I wish I took the time to do that program because I love Disney so much. I feel like I can speak for both of us that we both feel the same way about the college program that we were so focused on graduating and, Oh, I don't want to be a fifth year senior. Yeah. Like we have to graduate on time. What were we thinking? I exactly same. And like my sister did the dual enrollment and she graduated with her AA degree or her bachelor's degree actually when she was 21. And I mean, she was focused on school, but I mean, she got so much done and had so much more time. Basically, you know, these college programs make you feel like you have to do so much at once. And yeah, I just, I think be a high school student. Yeah. So was that program, do they still do that? Do you know? 
I the high school. Uh, yeah. Oh, the high. No, I think I think they did away with it. Honestly, I want to say even we don't even get grad night in Florida anymore. Um, and I feel like that kind of went away at the same time. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll have to research to so like don't quote me on that, but. I'm, <laughs> But I remember talking recently with some of my high school friends and being like, yeah, it'd be cool if they still had that program. Yeah. Yeah, because I've never heard of that. I mean, we've never lived in Florida, so that might be part of it too, but yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it was, it's, it feels like it never happened because like, <laughs> I remember seeing them at our high school and then like not really hearing much about it afterwards. Yeah. So awesome. So I think that lays a really wonderful foundation. Of course, later in the Fast Pass Around, we'll learn more about your Disney fandom. But let's go ahead and talk about, A, I think a question on a lot of people's mind might be, how did your Instagram name originate? Because it is so original and catchy. <laughs> so what is the story behind that? Um, so I honestly was thinking like, what are some of my favorite movies? And so growing up, Little Mermaid was my first favorite movie, even though I swear it was Beauty and the Beast. But my mom was like, nope, it was Little Mermaid. Um, and I was thinking as I wanted my blog to be something about um, about like the journey of leaving Florida and then going into this whole new adventure of something I never, you know, would have done before and so I thought oh like yeah these are my adventures and then but I thought like no but it's not just about adventures it's about other things style and so I was like and thingamabob so I was like well that puts both of my favorite movies like adventures and thingamabob so that's kind of how it came to be <laughs> that's about it yeah I love that and I think kind of what you said too is you do um or you have covered a variety of topics so I do think that that name kind of encompasses you know, the different things that people can find on your blog. So I think that's a fun tie-in, too, in that aspect. Thank you. So yeah. when we were looking through your blog, we noticed that over the course of time, you know, throughout mm -hmm. the past, like, two years since you started your blog, yes. um, you've covered – you started with a variety of topics, just kind of lifestyle blogging, and then you narrowed it down – to Disney and then recently it's been a lot of Disney fashion so how did you decide to narrow that down well so I, I kind of didn't even know like what direction I wanted to go in and I knew that um, basically coming out here leaving Oklahoma I felt like I was constantly searching like what is life gonna be like being a military spouse I have no idea I don't know anything outside of Florida so I thought I'd love to like be that person too to help because I didn't find a lot of information out there and there's good reason because a lot of that information is private and you have to like get on private Facebook pages for military things um so I thought well whatever I can put out there I'll put there and then it kind of evolved when I came to Washington it's such an like artsy scene out here and there's it's so different from Florida and um it, it, the vibe is just so different so I thought I wanted to uh, capture that. Um, and I had like this whole time to myself to kind of go out and figure out photography and that. And then, um, and then I was just missing home so much. Um, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on Disney because that's, that's where my heart is. And that's what I know and grew up with. Um, so I kind of, uh, 
got away from the whole, you know, like just life and everything. But, but actually it kind of, um, like maybe my pictures might be Disney, but then when I try to write about something, it's not necessarily Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that that story and, and kind of the evolution of how the content came to be is something that I think probably a lot of people can relate to. I know when we were thinking of ideas for the podcast, at first I was just a, I'm going to create a podcast about people's stories of how they created their side hustles and their businesses and, and how they yeah. got things off the ground. And I came to that same realization as you is that like, well, Disney is what I'm really passionate about. Like that's the kind of people mm-hmm. that I really want to have conversations with. So I, I think that's a, a lesson that so many people can learn from that you don't have to start down and, and niche down, but don't be afraid to do that once you get into it. And once you get your footing and you realize that's where you want to be. Yeah. I, oh, I, that you explained it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> something else that I, I loved from that story is just how you took something so unexpected um, and really like learned from it, like saying that Washington had very different vibes. And I feel like that kind of, shows through in like your online identity and your personality with your style because you have all of those different bright colors so do you think part of that comes from you know moving to Washington and discovering you know this you know artistic side of yourself or where where does that inspiration come from um honestly so I was really more into like the Washington being the evergreen state has so much green and like nature and so that was kind of where my focus was the color um honestly came from just like starting to get into instagram and just peruse pages and i started really loving like that colorful background and i was really bad at it in the beginning and you know i honestly um would ask people like how do you do that and you know and some people really didn't want to tell you and i mean if you look at like fashion, you know, like huge companies, they use those kinds of, you know, backdrops and stuff. And I thought, um, it, it was so hard for me to go out and take this picture by myself. Um, and I still do it by myself, but like getting that background that I was really satisfied with. So I thought, you know what, I can do this from the comfort of my home. And I started to hone in on it and figure out like, what kinds of paper to use and all this stuff. And I got better with photography and I thought this is something easy for me. And I have such a busy schedule that I can just hop into my, you know, room and take this picture um, and get it, you know, and get something I'm happy with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. great. That kind of how you came uh, to be able to produce those kind of photos and, and kind of finding I think that's a great transition for a question that we have. I think so many people, especially nowadays, where it seems like authenticity is of great value mm-hmm. and kind of putting your own personality and your own spin on things. And I think that's something that you do an excellent job at. So do you have any advice for someone, you know, how do you form your online identity? How do you kind of stay true to the things that you're interested in instead of chasing trends or, or whatever it might be about putting the stuff out there that you're comfortable with and the things that you're proud of? Yeah. Oh man, that is such a, a big question. Um, so honestly, you know, it's just about 
not being afraid of being being absolutely 100% you. So I know like it's it is scary getting out on social media and um you know I, so the picture aspect of it I love like if I have time putting on full face of makeup and dressing up and um you know and then like everyday life like in my stories um like hey that's me like today I was being such a goober and I am a horrible singer but I still like to share that part of me cuz that's who I am so I put that out there and honestly you know growing up I was always kind of that that um that kid that was I, I felt like I didn't necessarily like I wanted to be friends with everybody but I didn't have the opportunity and I have a kid in my class actually that's going through that right now and I see it in him and I'm like don't try so hard you are everybody likes you and you don't even know it you know and so like that for me is um, like my biggest piece of advice is like just enjoy being you and putting what you have to offer out there, whether it's crazy or weird to you and and just go for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that ourselves included and so many of the other people that we've chatted with are kind of you realize that that, hey, people like to learn more about us. Like I can put up as many of my Disney photography, like pictures that I'm so proud of, but when it comes yeah. down to it, like if I put up a picture of me and Catherine or just Catherine meeting a character or something, that's always mm -hmm. like the most true and authentic engagement that we possibly get. Right. And yeah. I think so many other like shop owners or content creators go through that same thing of realizing, Hey, people want to learn about me. And it's kind of a... <laughs> It's an it's a difficult kind of mental hurdle to get over to say like all right I'm gonna have to put myself out there. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mental hurdle. That is that is exactly what it is. Yeah, because if it was my way, I would just put up all of our Disney photography pictures. <laughs> People would love them, but you know, there's always the Disney nuts and the yeah. <laughs> adults and Disney's in the world who are going right. to just like kill the photography game. And, yeah. you know, your personality is, is what you have that people are attracted to. Oh, that's so I was just telling a friend that who makes jewelry and I told her, I said, you know, there's there's a couple of people out there that make jewelry, but I love how you incorporate your family and I get to see you. And like I met her this past week and I'm like I already know you because you you put yourself out there and I it makes me feel like, you know, there's something personal about you. You're not just making jewelry, you know? For sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so, I don't know, I can relate to what you said so much about being a teacher and trying to instill that in your students. And it's crazy that it takes you 25 years <laughs> or however yeah. long to learn those lessons. But, you know, talking as a teacher, um, yeah. I think one of the most fun things is being able to incorporate your love for Disney into your career, especially since you have sweet, sweet first graders. <laughs> How are you able to incorporate Disney into your everyday teaching life? Um, well, right off the bat, I you'll never walk into my room and not hear Disney instrumental um, playing. Like right when the kids walk in, I have that music. I call it our concentration music because it helps us to like focus and relax, and it takes us to a place where we all love. Like they, 
all these kids have a passion for Disney um, on some level, which is amazing to find out. Um, so I do the music and then, um, you know, my room is actually has zero Disney in it. Um, one of my coworkers walked in the other day and she goes, do you have any Disney decorations? And I'm like, Oh, not really. Uh, I have a couple of dolls that, you know, Mickey's Mickey and Minnie stuffed dolls that my kids have given me over the years. But, um, it's more of like the, the spirit of it, um, I put like hidden Mickey's in their name tags and their when I when I grade their work. And it's so funny. I've been saving some things to share um later on, but some of my uh my kiddos, whenever they do their tests, they, they'll put a hidden Mickey and one one kid recently she goes on the back of her test, she goes, Be, let me know when you find all the hidden Mickeys and I'm like, Oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but so they're just like, yeah, they, you know, they, I love seeing how they, they love it. Mm -hmm. I can even agree from a teacher husband standpoint, like <laughs> the, the Monday after we saw Endgame, like the first question I asked Catherine when she got home from school was, how many of your kids saw Endgame? Like, did you get to chat with them about it? Like, what did they think about it? Um, so, but I think it's just like wanting to see Disney through a child's eyes. If that's yeah. if that makes sense, I, th I think it's so oh, yeah. cool to to see how they take in all of all of the stuff that we love as adults, but it's really geared yeah. towards them. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and it, honestly, it it's so crazy because I feel like when I'm talking to them, like I'm seven years old, we get so excited when, when I'm sharing pictures and they're sharing their pictures and memories, and like. I'm just sitting there talking to them and I feel like I'm a first grader and then um, obviously like it can get carried away. So I'm like, snap back out of it. We got to start math. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's awesome. I, I think it's in, no matter what your passion is, like showing that to your kid, your students really like gives you that a different connection with them. So one last thing I wanted to cover, because I think a lot of people are maybe going through something similar. If you don't live in Anaheim or you don't live in Orlando and you are a Disney shop owner or content creator, kind of how are kind of unique ways or, or ways that you've found to still be able to push the Disney content out, even when you're not visiting the parks as regularly as a local would? Oh, um, you know, just... Uh... I feel like, I guess because my, my Instagram focuses on fashion a lot, um, wearing that every day. And so kind of um, you just even wearing something like a tiny, like a necklace or a pair of socks or whatever, like that's how I kind of carry that throughout with me. Um, planning trips. Uh, and I can't say that they're fake trips because it used to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to Disney next month. I'd love to do that. But um, <laughs> like I, I, I am fortunate enough to take a lot of trips. Um, so I, I plan, it used to be like planning just for fun. And sometimes I still do that. Um, but just like, I, I feel like if you, if you do do that, it kind of helps just to feel like you're there, you know, like you're like something's coming up mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I think Brendan definitely agrees with that. He's the he's the trip planner and connoisseur <laughs> of all things planning. Our fast pass day comes up in like four days. I know you have. A oh my gosh, <laughs> we have an end of I the school forget. countdown. Uh, 
He well, how how is that in Pacific time? You have to wake up at the crack of dawn to be able to get fast passes when they first open. So honest with you, I am the worst fast pass planner. I will get there the morning of and I'll be like, oh, I probably should have booked a couple fast passes <laughs> because when I go to Disney, I I have no idea what I want to do. I, I've been going there, what, since I was seven, six years old. And I just go there and I kind of let whatever the Disney <laughs> winds will take me. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's probably a big waste. I probably should book a couple <laughs> once in a while. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I go about it. I think we admire your approach because we want <laughs> to be like that, but I just I just can't. Yeah. So are you like a go-go-goer or are you more a go-with-the-flow kind of Disney day? Def- oh, yeah, definitely go-with-the-flow. Like um, my last trip... Uh, I know you guys know my friend Caitlin, um, and I went with her and uh, Paris, and uh, so Paris is a planner, and Kate and I kind of aren't, like, she might have some things she wants to hit. Me, I have nothing, like, I save all these little tabs in my Instagram, like, you can save things like food I want to try and places, and I forget about them, and so, like, Paris planned everything out. She's like, hey, I want to do this, this. I was like, that's great. Let's just tell me where we're going, and I will go, you know, (laughs) Um, and if I go by myself, I kind of, um, I kind of just, you know, walk in and see what is entertaining to me at the moment. And it's almost always the same things. I have loved um, like Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Gaston, and like those are my main things. So it kind of helps to have somebody who has a kind of structure and what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think honestly, like when we get there, we have that mindset, but I just – like you said, extending those trips out and being able to plan at home is what I enjoy mm-hmm. so much. So then when we get there, we'll normally like cancel two or three dining reservations or we'll miss yes! a couple fast passes because <laughs> like, well, no, like we could just sit in Epcot all day and we'll be happy. Yes. Isn't that funny? Like I've noticed that as I got older too, I'm like, I truly enjoy like sitting down and just taking it in. Like I don't have to always be doing something, you know? For sure. Well, awesome. Well, I thank you so much for sharing kind of the information all about your Instagram and your blog and kind of how that came to be. I think it is so helpful for our listeners to hear other stories and and connect with those and relate to those with, with their own obstacles. But the next things we'll do is our fast pass round so that yeah. our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay, yeah, I'm excited about that. We have an upcoming trip in October and you know what I'm most excited about? Having a stroller. Since Catherine and I don't have kids, we've never had an excuse to have one before, but since this trip we're going with our niece, we're going to have a stroller and be able to pack away all of our things that we don't want to carry anymore. We will finally be the no bag carrying people that we've always aspired to be. Luckily, we're going to get our stroller from our friends over at Kingdom Strollers. All of their strollers are guaranteed to fit all of Disney's new requirements, and they make it easy for you picking it up and dropping it off at your hotel or vacation home, wherever you're gonna stay down in Orlando. So, if Kingdom Stroller sounds like the right fit for you, head to detourtoneverland.com slash kingdom. Again, that's detourtoneverland.com slash kingdom to see their current offers. Thanks. 
So the first one is an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you visited. Uh, so Disney World for forever and recently Disneyland uh, two years ago. And so of all of those, which individual park is your favorite and why? Um, so if we're saying individual park, do we mean like in Disney World, can I choose like Magic Kingdom Epcot or just Disney World or Disneyland? It, like Magic Kingdom Epcot. Yeah. Um, 100% Magic Kingdom is my favorite. Agreed. Why is that? <laughs> Correct answer. <laughs> Correct. I love that. You know, even though it's like crazy 95% of the time, um, it's my first memory of where I just felt like this is where, this is where I want to be. Um, and like I said, Splash Mountain's my favorite ride. And I just, uh, I, I feel like, I know that this has been said so many times, but I just feel like I'm not anywhere else but in that magic at that moment, like right in that, in this fantasy place. It just, it's like what what I want everything to be, just like that, like Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said. So <laughs> next one would be your Disney bucket list trip. Oh my gosh. 100% um, Tokyo Disney. Uh, I just... I keep seeing all the amazing food um, and just like the Japanese culture too. kind of um, my husband grew up in Okinawa and um, and the things he tells me about Japanese people and just and then you take Japanese culture and you take Disney and I'm like, how much better can it get, you know, incorporating those two. So we were actually supposed to go this year, but we have had so many changes. So that's on the bucket list. It's going to happen. Another correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, and that's exciting because it seems like you are a lot closer to going than we are. So we are going to live through you when you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you guys can go one day. But yeah, uh, I, you know, well, actually, I'm not as close to going to Tokyo as I am to Disneyland Paris um, because we want to hit up Europe uh, next this Christmas and hopefully we'll see. And uh, I told my husband, I said, Disneyland Paris has to happen. There's no way I'm stepping foot in Europe and that doesn't happen. <laughs> we're, we're having a similar conversation in our household because we're going to Italy and Greece next oh. summer. And it's like, do we extend it a couple days and take, yes. you know, a train from Rome to Paris? So we'll One see. One million percent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots of decisions to make. Yes. Yes. So the next one would be your favorite Disney resort, and it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. Yeah, um, so I thought a lot about that, and uh, you know, the first one that we ever stayed at was the All-Star Sports, um, and that kind of just, like, I hold dear to my heart because that's um, where I stayed with my family, and then after that, we lived in Orlando, so I didn't really stay, and but as an adult, I started to like, like you said, not stay there, but, um, visit them. And I love, so I still love the all-star sports and movies. Those are my, my favorite, favorite. Um, but I, I love Port Orleans Riverside. Um, I, I, that's another place where I felt like I've never been to Louisiana, but I feel like if I was in Louisiana, this is what it would feel like. And it just felt so amazing. So is that just like warm Kate's heart right now? I feel like. Yeah. 100. I know that definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should have. Uh, I just loved. So we actually stayed there together in February because I was doing the uh, Princess 5K. And um, she's like, hey, can I come with you? I was like, yeah, come on. Let's let's do this. So we stayed together. And um, she was just like telling me everything, like how similar things were. And um, it, it just it's like I had my own tour guide with the inside information. <laughs> so <laughs> it was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So next one would be if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Flash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that is my all time. You know, it's the funniest, most ironic thing. I hate getting wet on rides. 100%. I will cringe until I get on the ride and, um, but I'll do it anyways. Cause I just, I love the thrill and the nostalgia of it. Um, I don't know if you guys ever have seen the song of the South. Um, and it's, it's kind of, I've, I have actually recently within the past couple of years watched it because of a friend and, um, you know, it's just, I like that old Disney. Um, and that ride kind of makes me feel like Southern, you know, I, I love, I love Southern things. So yeah. I wish we've got to find somebody with a copy. Surely we know somebody with a copy that we can watch no. or find it somewhere online. I know it is so like impossible yeah. it's impossible <laughs> I almost have, yeah it is i have a digital copy if i can get it to you guys i will try um <laughs> but yeah it's it's um you know it's interesting i didn't even know that existed and I, I just thought splash mountain was you know just this cute little ride so so i've got to ask since you've been to disneyland now yes. do you prefer the side by side or the one row ride vehicle Oh my gosh, two different beasts. Um, you know, that's so hard to answer. Uh, <laughs> Disneyland, you, yeah, it's a little more, the, the you know, personal, I guess, on that one. Um, uh, I don't know. I cannot answer that question because <laughs> I love them both so differently. Um, and just a side note, you will get a million times wetter on Splash Mountain in Disneyland. Um, there's no way you're making that out there without like wringing out every piece of clothing. <laughs> Can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> Your sister was the worst. Your sister like shielded a lot of it from us. Oh, and we shielded the girls, the little girls behind us. Oh yeah, they got off. They were dry. As <laughs> yeah, above. they were so dry. They, I don't know, they wow. lucked out with us apparently. The only thing that wow. got them was the waterfall at the end. Yeah, That's like crazy. a little like splash up on the side. I don't know. <laughs> Wow, you guys were really good shields. <laughs> well, they were also like two very petite ladies. Uh, yeah, they so were like, very small. And I'm not like a small guy, so I guess I was like <laughs> catching all of it from oh, from gosh. hitting them. So yeah. Oh, I've never made it off that, and I didn't know the first time I went on it that it was like that. And so, and I went on it at night, of course, you know, when everything's cooler. So that was that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So next one would be, which ride do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment from the parks? Oh, you know, I struggled um, thinking about that one because I I enjoy all the rides. <laughs> Even the like really old ones. Um, you know, it, can it not be a ride? Could it be like a show? Sure. Yeah. So I feel like, our Little Mermaid show kind of, and I don't know if they're still doing that. I feel like, no, Beauty and the Beast was the one that got refurbished or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I feel like that one, like, 
we need we need something more with that, you know. I almost just like like it for how comical the the lasers are. <laughs> like yeah. they're, they're so eighties that it's almost just like a unique experience. But yeah. I hate that. Oh my gosh, that's so true. I think my favorite part is Max at the end. <laughs> yeah. Good dog. Disney dog. Okay. That is number one. I have to go and that, now I'll make a uh are there other fast passes for Little Mermaid? I'll have to do it. I think they do, but Maybe? Yeah, I would imagine you can pick them up at any hour of the day that you want to go. Yeah, well, that'll be my first to do when I go back is Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, that's like number one cast member role for me is to be the Max who scurries oh across gosh. the floor at the end. I love that so much. I, I support this. <laughs> so moving on to our favorite question, what is your favorite snack or your go-to snack? Uh, so it's definitely the candy apples. Um and it has to be the apple pie, apple, candy apple um, off of Main Street. They're just so good. Um, I'll, I'll have them cut one up and I'll eat that there. And then I'll take like two or three home. <laughs> um, it's like not, not so traditional, but it's just, I don't know. It's the best one for me. I can honestly say I've never had one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know i gotta say if you have like a rocky mountain chocolate factory near you they're pretty similar um and they're you know i don't know if you like candy apples i think yeah. they took one out of our mall i think, sad day. <laughs> I think you're very right sad. i think you're right i just remember seeing the huge stuffed bear all the time yeah oh yeah they have that's my favorite place to get like chocolate and stuff it's so good mm. hmm so next one, sticking with food, would be your favorite table service and favorite quick service restaurants. Ooh, um, so table service, uh, down in or yeah, down in Disneyland. I think it, I believe it's called Goofy's Kitchen. Um, it's kind of like Chef Mickey's, I believe. Uh, is really good. It's like buffet style. Um. And then an Epcot Chefs de France is really, really good. I went there because I wanted to um, get seated early for a Hanson concert. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, well, I'll just treat myself. And I don't usually do table service. I usually just snack all day. Um, but, oh, my gosh, everything on Chefs de France menu, I could just eat over and over again. Mm. Um, quick service. Uh Honestly, like Casey's Corner, it's like, I know everybody, we all eat there all the time, um, but their nuggets are so good and their fries and it just hits the spot. Yes to that. Brennan is shaking his head. I love <laughs> Casey's Corner. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I'm a big um, fan. <laughs> he's, he's not a big fan? I mean, it's not bad, but I yeah. mean, like Har Harbor House is like a hundred steps away. Oh my God. I changed my answer. Harbor House. No. <laughs> no. So, um, Harbor House, I, um, so I, I don't know if you guys know Long John Silvers, but I used to work at a um, bank for internship in high school and we had a Long John Silvers and I would just get the hush puppies. And whenever I go to Harbor House, I ask for extra hush puppies and I get the tuna sandwich and it's so good. Mm. That's my favorite. So I, I don't know. That's a, 
That's a toss-up. It depends on where you are in the park. Like, if you're near the front and you're starving, Casey's Corner, because it's amazing. And if you're more towards, like, that area, I would go I would go to Harbor House. <laughs> I, yeah, I can agree with that. It depends on where you're at and what mood you're in. Yeah. <laughs> so. what the, I hunger, make a, the hunger level. The, yes. Do I make a great politician? I played both sides. <laughs> <laughs> so next one would be your favorite character meet-and-greet moment. One million percent guest on. Um, so I met him for the first time on my, my sister and my mom took me um, like a bridal shower, I guess you would call it. Um, and they surprised me and took me to Disney. And we were standing in line for Be Our Guest. And my sister went to the bathroom uh, in that area, Gaston's Tavern area. And she goes, come with me. And I was like, what? And so my mom waited in line for a reservation and she's like, Gaston is out here. And I was like, what? And I've never like, I never knew you could meet him. I never met him. So we stood in line and, um, it was meeting characters as an adult is just so much fun. Um, because it's, you get, you get to be a little more facetious. And, uh, and so it was just, he like, said all these things I can't even remember and time and time again like I make it a priority no you can ask anybody who's ever gone to Disney with me I'm like before we leave we have to see Gaston and that's it because he's just he's 100% like the funniest character to me Mm -hmm. I can say that like I like being in line to meet him to see how he interacts (laughs) with the other guests but I get nervous when we get close because like He's probably going to roast me. <laughs> me too, 100%. I stand there and I'm like, oh my God, why am I in this line? And then, you know, and then I, I get up and he did such a good job of carrying the conversation. Our last interaction um, was about my cheetah pants and uh, my heart sunglasses. And I told him I got the cheetah pants from the Amazon but he probably doesn't know about that kind of Amazon because it's Amazon.com. <laughs> and then um, I told him, you know, and I, like, I am so not witty. So coming up with stuff, I was like, I'm going to try to be as good as you. And I just stood there and was just bashful the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. That Amazon, that was a good one. I would that never was, think of that. It will never happen again. <laughs> it was a one-time deal. Well, you know, like they ask questions. And I'm like, yeah, but this is, um, you got to like think in the Disney realm. And so like, I'll start talking about like, uh, military, such a hard one. Like I'll say something about the air force and I'm like, oh wait, you don't know what that is. So I'm like, okay, I don't know how to incorporate that in Disney language. (laughs) We always like game plan, like what's our question. And then we get up there and we never do it. (laughs) Falls apart. Yeah. Yep. They ask us one question. We're like, Nothing. I don't know. Take my picture. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who was it that we were like pain? It was Governor Radcliffe. We were like painfully awkward. Oh, yeah. We've had a few just like walk away with like your tail in between your legs. Like, (laughs) thank goodness he wasn't a face character because he, I'm sure he would have just made fun of us. He was giving us a look. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that, that would have been a hard one to meet. But wow, you got to meet him. That's so cool. It was cool. Yeah. It was random, yeah. right outside the yeah. Animal Kingdom entrance one day. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. So the next one would be your favorite Disney movie. 
Um, can I give you this on a basis of levels? Yes. Because... <laughs> so I have like my OG favorite, which is Cinderella. And then I have my 90s favorite, which is Beauty and the Beast. But like I said, my mom said, no, that wasn't your favorite. It was Little Mermaid. But I'm pretty sure it's Beauty and the Beast. Um, at least now it is. And then my favorite, like, new age, I guess, millennial, I don't know what you call it, but um, would be Tangled. Like, I, those are my, I have to do it on a level. Like, if I had to pick one for the rest of my life, it'd probably be Beauty and the Beast. Well, maybe it's a good thing that your Tokyo trip got canceled, so maybe now you can wait until the Tangled area is done to go. Oh, my gosh, I know. I can't, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just wish Disney World would bring us I know, like, we gripe about it all the time. Like, these bathrooms are so cool. Give us more. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's got to be space back there. The I, I, yeah, I so feel like there is. And I feel like somebody has confirmed this one time to me. So I'm, I'm sure it's up their sleeve somehow. Yeah. I mean, it would fit perfectly in that, like, edge of Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, and here's a little funny not funny, but kind of interesting tidbit. My dad is um, a geotechnical engineer. Um, so he's worked in Orlando also since, you know, we moved there since 2001. And um, so he told me actually like uh, Disney is constantly buying out land and pieces of Orlando. They, they have so much that, I mean, they'll never not be able to build and build and build. But he said, you'll never know that it's Disney buying it because they buy it under, um, they don't buy under their name. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, like it's not known until it's like the purchase is done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's crazy. And I'm like, well, that I believe that like they, of course they're constantly expanding and they're this huge franchise, like this, just huge, huge company. Um, that's in everything. I mean, they just got Fox and what, what's next, <laughs> you know? Uh, yep. Hopefully a fifth park. That's what I'm crossing my fingers for. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, they've talked about Villains Park for so long in the rumor mill. It's got to happen it, eventually. I never even heard about that. A Villains Park? Ooh, yep. The internet is hot on the Villains Park. Okay. I need to I need to go on um, uh, Reddit and just find that thread. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So next one would be your favorite Disney song. Would have to be, see, this is where I think my mom is right, but it would have to be part of your world. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, I, I don't know. I just love the melody and the tune of that song. Um, I constantly find myself singing it. Good That's choice. very like belt worthy, like a good car singing ride, I feel like. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. So the next one would be your favorite Disney quote. Uh, 100%. It would have to be uh, by Disney. And all of our dreams can come true if only we have the courage to pursue them. Um, it's, it's so tough thinking that any of these crazy dreams or things that you want to do um, are possible until you really think that they are possible. And, um, you know, I feel that for myself so much. I, I still don't think I realize that some of the things I, I have dreamt have come true because it doesn't feel that way. Um, and 
you just, if you keep pushing for it and you put yourself out there and the things you want, I mean, they'll come to you. You just, you have to go to them too, you know? Um, so it doesn't have to just be a dream. It could be a reality. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. probably like any, I'm not big on like journaling or anything, but anytime I get a new notebook, that's like the first thing I always write down on the I love cover. Oh, I love that so much. So last one of the fast pass round would be your favorite <laughs> Disney parks memory. Oh my gosh. This one, um, was this, okay. So we actually started in, um, MGM Hollywood studios. Um, we met my aunt there, um, cause her husband works there, worked there. And, uh, so we were meeting there them to get us in and we got our, we got in, uh, and then King, King Louie, right. Yeah. From jungle book. Uh, he was there and my mom pushed us like to the gate. She's like, go, 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 go say hi. And so my sister and I are standing there. It's our very first interaction and we're freaking out. And we're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like we're meeting, you know, from Jungle Book. And um, he squeezed the bejesus out of us. Like I feel like it, it, was, it was so tight. And my sister and I still talk about that till this day. Like we have the picture and we're like, yeah, he squeezed us so hard. And, um, but it was like, that was that was our entrance that was like our rite of passage into disney world like here you go now you're you're here you know um yeah that's awesome that's such a great story (laughs) i could see king louis doing that oh yeah Yeah, you know i don't think i've seen him since then i feel like i mean at least i haven't sought him out but uh he's in animal kingdom sometimes with baloo right Catherine? Uh, yeah i don't know if you can ever find him alone like i do feel like he's always with blue which is yeah, so I, interesting if you think about the movie yeah them two just like chilling together true. yeah why would they be <laughs> that is so true i've seen blue recently like at the little dance party they have in animal kingdom mm-hmm. um but yeah i see i see seen blue and timon um but yeah, I haven't like seen him. I don't know. I would love to see him again, preferably with my sister, so we can kind of relive that moment. Oh, I'm a sucker yeah. for that. I love that. <laughs> but I wish I wish my sister was a big Disney fan too. She's actually not like she um, she teaches in Thailand now. But she when she was living back home in Florida. Um, I would tell her, like, hey, do you want to go to Disney? She's like, oh, I already went there this year. And I'm like, excuse me? You went there this year? (laughs) I don't even live here anymore, and I'm back home every month. Like, no, you're going. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's tough. Maybe she'll come around eventually. I hope so. I don't know. Like, she says how much she loves me, and I don't see it if she's not going to Disney with me. So maybe we'll see. Well, awesome. Well, Zainab, so one last question that we have for you is something we ask all of our guests, and it's if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this community, either as a content creator or maybe they want to create their own products, what would your advice be to that person? Wow. Um, You know, if you're looking to do this, uh, definitely be interactive with people. Uh, Take you know, take some time, uh, just to respond to people, put, 
put information out there that you would want to hear. Um, I, I, for me, that's the biggest part of this whole thing is the communication. And um, I love when somebody responds to me on my stuff and I'm able to respond back to them. Uh, I feel like that's been the biggest part of this is, is building those relationships. Um, as far as like content too, it's, you know, the debt, the truth is it's, it's going to suck in the beginning because a lot of us don't know what we're doing. And I, I have kept, a, I, my, the beginning of my Instagram up there. Um, I, I think I took, I think I kept like my first Washington post on my Instagram and then I like took out a couple things, but, um, just to kind of see the transition and like, you're not going to be great off the bat and it's gonna, you got to find what works for you and don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, it, it seems like a faux pas, like, Oh, we can't ask, like, how'd you get invited to this? Or, or how do you create this? What editing tool do you use? Ask. And you know, the right person will answer and some people won't answer. And that's how I learned. I, I just never stopped asking questions. Um, because I wanted to become better at what I did. And I'm always curious about how people do things. So I think that for me is the biggest thing is to ask questions. Yeah, I love that. I think that's wonderful advice. And just jumping off that, I think something that you said really resonates with me talking about that when you first start, your content is not going to be like what you want it to be. It's not going to be no. a fully fleshed out idea. But I yeah. think something that is very unique and kind of something to treasure about the Disney community is that everyone is so forgiving and yeah. kind of nobody's going to call you out if your blog isn't formatted correctly or if you you know, if your Instagram posts don't use the right hashtags, whatever it might be, people are all forgiving it because, uh, you know, it's everybody started somewhere. And and I think people respect that and try to help people get their footing. Absolutely. I so agree with you on that. And it's tough. It is tough. But if you put yourself out there, you know, it'll it'll pay off. Yeah, absolutely. So one last thing, Zainab, if you can just remind our listeners where they can connect with you online. Absolutely. So for Instagram, um, it's at adventures and thingamabobs. It's one of the longest things out in the titles <laughs> out there. Um, and then um, on my actual blog that I post once every three months is um, mm-hmm. uh, at Z's, uh, www.zadventureblog.com. I'm trying to get better at posting and some changes are coming career-wise. That'll probably help me for that. Um, but yeah, those are my main. I do have a Twitter. It's um, I seldomly post on there. But if you'd like to follow, it's a, also a different name. <laughs> it's a Z underscore Adam, A-D-D-A-M 88. I tried changing it, and I don't know how. So <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. Well, we'll put all the links to those in our show notes if anybody wants to connect over there. So thank you so much for joining us. We really had a blast chatting with you. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I, I loved getting to talk to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.